Welcome to Mental Health Film Comment. This is Brian here with you. The 2020 horror film, Alive, concerns two strangers who wake up in a strange place. It might be a hospital, it might be, well, it, as the movie goes on, we'll, we'll find out. Joining us today is one of the producers of Alive and one of the screenwriters, Jules Vincent. Uh, Jules, thank you for being here today. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Uh, now, this podcast is what I like to call a commentary track format. And the reason for that is to remind you that you are not alone. I know many people, many people listening today might say, what do you mean I'm not alone? Of course I'm alone. I'm no one here with me. What I mean by that is when you have someone to watch a movie with, when you have someone to go to the movies with, then movie watching is a social activity when you don't have anyone to go to the movie with or watch a movie with, then movie watching becomes a, a solo activity, becomes a solitary activity. And so I will be here with you. Uh, Jules will be here with you. Uh, might not be for the whole length of the movie, but we'll be here with you for a little while. And we will both be on the other side of the pause button if you would like to listen to the podcast while you are watching the movie. Uh, I did want to briefly mention a couple resources, and I'll be mentioning some resources throughout this show. Uh, the two text lines, if you are in the US, you can text HOME, H-O-M-E, to 741741. If you're in the UK, you can text SHOUT, S-H-O-U-T, to 85258. And depending upon where you are in the world, there may be other uh, crisis lines where you're at. So check your local listings, as they say. Um, Jules, thank you for uh, being here today. I, I appreciate this. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Um, so uh, October, obviously, is a time when a lot of people will go to horror movies, you know, any time oh, of the yeah. year is, is, is good, uh, but particularly in, in October. Yes, there's something particularly creepy about uh, <laughs> the fall, the autumn, uh, the leaves, the change of seasons, it gets dark a lot quicker, and then it all ties into uh, Halloween, right? And then it sort of seems like after Halloween is when we start having uh, less spooky celebrations yeah, or, yeah. You know, thanksgiving christmas whatever new exactly year, and then the new year yeah exactly and one of the reasons why i wanted to have you on is because horror movies and mental health have had a somewhat of an awkward relationship i guess you could say um partially justified in some ways but partially not justified in other ways yeah and what I mean by that is there's a, a prevailing sentiment that I don't agree with, and, I, and I'll state that up front, that I don't agree with, but there is a prevailing sentiment that horror movies are not just bad, but that they are harmful to depictions of mental illness. And so I just wanted to put that out there because I, I did want to, you know, both acknowledge those who may feel that way. I, I don't agree with, with that view, but I do want to acknowledge those who may, may feel that way. But I, I, I did want to, like I said, just, just mention that because I do think it's interesting that, you know, in this movie in question, I do want to mention, I did not find any problem points in the area. 
Good. Um, I didn't. The the only thing that I did have some issue with, and I and I mentioned this just for purposes of um, for those who might come across the movie on because I found it through Rotten. There's a link on Rotten Tomatoes to yeah. Fan, Fandango is where I watched it. The description, the description of the movie. I sort of had, I could see why people would take issue with that because it, it, it's, um, alludes to the, 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 the trope as it were, the conventional setting of an abandoned, uh, hospital or, right. um, so that's, that's the only <laughs> part that I could see people getting upset with. Who, who well, I mean, it's, a, it's definitely a medical horror. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, exactly. There's all these different cat. There's all there's all kinds of categories to horror. Right. There's exactly slasher movie and, and you know, whatever psychological mm-hmm. horror. Mm-hmm. Ours is definitely a medical horror. It has a lot of psychological elements to it. Uh, it's also a um, it's also an amnesia uh, movie. Right. Because the 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 main uh, our main protagonist, Tom Cockrell and Camille stops they wake up and they don't know who they are or how they got there or, or what the connection is to each other or anything like that. So yeah, it's hard. It would be hard to, I suppose it would be hard to set that in something that wasn't medical, wasn't yeah. a hospital. Yeah. Um, but you know, maybe better writers than uh, my partner and I could have. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And, we, yeah. Uh, and you know, because we're, because we are playing into <clears throat> the medical aspect of it and mm-hmm. then there's the big twist in the end mm-hmm. uh you know our our main antagonist angus mcfadden mm-hmm. you know is he a doctor yeah maybe is he a uh patient left behind yeah uh when they abandoned the when yeah. the state abandoned the place maybe yeah. he's that too you know yeah yeah and and i do want to say that like i said that was the only really which doesn't even pertain to the movie it pertains to you know a description of the movie right but the movie itself um like i said i i do like it because i do like movies with as few characters as possible whether it's (laughs) it's hard to get get down from three so exactly yeah whether it's my dinner with andre or whether it's saw and this movie reminds me a lot of saw it really it really did and well, it doesn't hurt that you know Angus was in Saw three and four. So. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, and um, uh, you know, I mean, I guess there is. Uh, I think some people have thought like, oh, well, maybe this is what happens to. I can't. I think Angus's character in Saw was called Jeff. Mm-hmm. So I think some people watching it are like, oh, maybe this is what happens to Jeff yeah. when he finally, yeah. <laughs> you know, gets free of uh, yeah. of uh, uh, Jigsaw. Yeah. But then, uh, you know, goes out on his own and yeah. and sort of becomes a copycat. So yeah. Um, that's not uh, not <laughs> you know that wasn't our intention. Yeah. But that seemed yeah. to be a seemed to be a happy accident uh, yeah. that people have responded to it that way. Yeah. Now, for those who might be watching and listening at the same time, I, I like how the film opens with just that 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 bright light because yeah. it's it's very disorienting if you don't know what it is that's that's there. You know, you don't mm-hmm. know if it's um, you know a light from a stethoscope or you don't know you know what it's from. And then right. as it comes to that that you you see okay, there that's where they are. Um, no, is this getting theatrical distribution? 
Yeah, we were in, uh, so we ran so far, I think in about seven or eight cities. Um, we were in uh, uh, Kansas City, um, Salt Lake City, you know, obviously because of coronavirus, a yeah. lot of the country's still not open. And yeah. I mean, uh, you know, the news just happened the other day about re Regal cinemas are, I guess, closing for good. Which yeah, is pretty, I, I pretty saw terrible. that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, we were at a drive-in in Bangor, Maine, which is my cool. hometown. Cool. We were at a drive-in in Queens, New York. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's a hand, handful of locations, but you know, a lot of places aren't open, so it's harder to get a, uh, a big, yeah. uh, you know, a wide release. Definitely. Um, and I think we're going to be in Minnesota coming up for a Halloween thing. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of the movie that really benefits from the big screen that yeah there's a lot yeah. that yeah. even when and there's a scene later on not not, not too far uh, and i'm not spoiling anything but there's a, a scene that goes from indoors to outdoors yeah uh, the 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 lighting difference yeah that well, was something to, that you know yeah. kind of supposed to be a, a shock to the system of sorts right you've, exactly. you've been watching it for so you've been watching the movie for so long and it's all so you yeah. know dreary and then the next thing you know you got a bright sunny day to deal with and it's any and, and you, you know hopefully the audience because the same thing would happen in the theater or or if you're watching it at home in the dark yeah. you know you go from that dark screen to now a big bright screen the actors are responding to like when you wake up in the morning and the first day thing and see the bright day yeah. uh so hopefully the audience has the same kind of reaction to that Definitely. And it's something where, I, and I know it's not really the most mature thing to look for horror movies that are not PG-13, because I, I hate movies that are horror movies that are PG-13 because they're all mostly garbage. This oh. one is this one is not, though. This is well, we didn't have to go get a rating because we weren't, um, you know, we were primary. We we're only in select only yeah. in select cinemas. Right. Yeah. If we had had like a you know i think i don't know what the level is but if we had been on like a 300 screens across america we would yeah. have had to have gone and got gone and gotten a rating yeah and um instead they just can put us in the parameters like the recommended age and stuff yeah. like that. yeah so technically we're not r but i don't think i'd show it to a 13 year old I yeah. mean, maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe it's okay for I guess it would depend on the parents, yeah. really. Yeah, that's yeah. The exactly. Yeah. And, and I mentioned that because they're they're like this might be personal bias, but all the all the best horror movies that I've liked recently, none of them have been PG thirteen. I don't know why. Yeah, I, you know, I I have to admit, I I haven't kept track of that probably since I was you know old enough to go to any movie I wanted yeah. to. Yeah, I was more worried about that when I was like fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, oh, yeah. Are they going to stop? Are they going to ask me if I'm seventeen? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I probably haven't kept track of that for a long time, but yeah, you know, it's, uh, I think that PG 13 rating got put in there back in the eighties, yeah. um, to different, to, to kind of fill that void yeah. of what the studios wanted to put out for commercial content mm -hmm. that could, that could draw a high school audience, mm -hmm. but weren't so, you know, graphic or objectionable that parents mm -hmm. would go, go, you know, pull their hair out. Yeah. A, that the movie theater put a movie out and they let their kid go to it and they would never in a million years let their kid go to that if they knew in advance yeah. that it was really yeah. an all you know yeah. that makes sense yeah d definitely definitely <laughs> no um one of the things that is um that I, that always that I always ask myself whenever horror movies get blamed. I always I always you know go back to the oh, the whole you know art imitating life sort of thing. 
you know, if, if, um, you know, mental hospitals, for example, you know, using mm -hmm. that as an example, if, if that, particularly when someone is taken without their consent, which, which I know there was a, a, a situation in the news recently, um, a, a former campaign manager for, for the president was oh, detained right. in, in Florida. Yeah. So in, yeah. particularly whether, whether it's voluntary or involuntary commitment, I would imagine that that's not a happy place for someone to be. And accordingly, if there's a way to dramatize that, a way to, you know, utilize a dramatic license, so to speak, to give voice to that, why would that be a bad thing? That's what I'm, that's what that's what's hard for me to understand. Why? Because obviously, if the horror movie, you want to evoke things that have either 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 are or have a reputation of being scary. Sure. And when someone is being treated for something at, you know, whether it, and, and um, whether it's, you know, whether it's a heart attack, whether it's a stroke, whether it's, um, you yeah. know, uh, whatever it is, that's a scary experience. That's a scary yeah. scenario. Oh yeah. Well, so I, I would just say, I mean, personally, and I, you know, there's a lot of people out there that, think going to the doctor is no big deal or, or going to the doctor makes them feel better. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm not in that category. I yeah, don't like, yeah. I don't like to take any visit to the hospital that I can avoid. I even like a walking clinic, yeah. just even such uh, like a splinter in my finger. I'd rather get it out myself yeah. than have medical uh, treatment yeah. involved. Yeah. For, for me, somehow, I don't know when I came up with this thing in my head, but mm -hmm when you start seeing the lab coats and the scrubs and stuff, it, it just means that there might be something wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, like I responded to the, uh, the hospital medical horror aspect of it because, you know, hospitals can be really scary places under the, Definitely. even yeah. under the best circumstances, yeah. they can still be pretty worrisome you know i you know it's one of those things like not too long ago i had uh <clears throat> i had a checkup and uh my blood pressure was like a little high and i was like really that's 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 yeah. uh i'm surprised yeah. and they're like no you probably just suffer from like uh white i can't i think they call it white coat fever or something oh, yeah, like that yeah. and they're like people people will get nervous yeah um just you know just having the cuff put on just knowing that yeah. you're about to take my blood pressure and I want it to be certain thing. And if it's over too, if it's too high, that's, that's worrisome. Right. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not somebody that I would say has a lot of anxiety, but that's one of those things. It's, you know, it is, it's an anxiety uh, driven thing to, to not be, to not know if you're how healthy you are or how, you know, I mean, how healthy you are directly relates not well, indirectly yeah. and very directly relates to how long you might live. Yeah, exactly. and nobody wants to die. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, and 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 so you know, taking that life imitating art thing to its logical next step, then if you if you want to evoke scare and fear, then it doesn't make sense to me why you would not want to evoke the scary things in life. You know what I mean? Right. It's, oh, for sure. So so I am not, a, and I think I told you before, you know, before I turned on the mic, nobody asked me for my opinion on the whole, you know, mental illness and horror movies. Nobody yeah. asked me, you know, it's been 
a few oftentimes vocal voices yeah. who claim to speak for anyone affected by depression or bipolar or you know anxiety or whatever. Uh, point in fact, there is actually a story in, I want to say, yes, Psychology Today. Psychology Today, of all, of all places. Uh, a story dated just not too long ago, April 13th, 2020. Horror films may reduce anxiety for some individuals. And I look at that and go, gee, you think? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I think it's like one of those, it's like, I don't particularly like roller coasters yeah. or, uh, or any kind of ride where they toss you around, mm -hmm. but people get a, uh, you know, they get that big rush of mm -hmm. emotion and energy and stuff. And if, if it's a, you get that outpouring, mm -hmm. and that ability to feel those things, then you're, you know, you're working yourself through it, right? Your, mm -hmm. your brain exactly. works through it. Your body works through it. Mm -hmm. um, it makes sense to me. I mean, Personally, I'm not, I, I'm, a, I'm a big movie fan, but I'm really hard on movies too, mm -hmm. right? Like I'm, I don't, I can't sit through Drek and oh, just be like, I. oh yeah, that's, that's <laughs> campy or whatever. Like yeah. I don't get, I don't get people that, that revel in really bad movies. Yeah. Right. I like to, I like to watch something and know that it's at least halfway good. Yeah. And, um, and whether it's a horror movie or whether it's uh you know, a, a, a Western or whatever, if you get that, that uh, buildup of emotion and that yeah. release of emotion, I, I think that's probably healthy in the Definitely. long run, no Definitely. matter what the genre is. Definitely. And there was actually, there's quite a few, I mean, there, there was a story in Huffington Post about it. There was a, a story on, let me see, this is medium.com horror movies can be good for anxiety and, yeah. and again this is taken into account obviously those who are choosing to watch a horror movie obviously not right. subjecting someone to and, and i know we mentioned when we started talking that they uh that they had some study where they said the people that people that identify as hardcore uh like horror fans have managed to control their you know ups and downs during the, the during the global pandemic a little better Oh, absolutely. They have a, I think maybe they have a, uh, I don't know, a, 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 a more well-exercised ability to tap into uh, their deepest fears and things like that. I mean, maybe. I Listen, I, I have no training in the subjects. So oh, yeah. <laughs> no worries. No worries. It's all hypothetical. No worries. Yeah. And, and, and you touched on it. I mean, because having, um, you know, symptoms about, you know, bipolar depression, that's a scary thing. <laughs> right. You know, if, if you don't yeah. know that, that, that's a scary thing. And it's kind of cool. Um, you know, I do, I do want to thank you for, for being here because you being here helps raise awareness of mental health issues i mean just oh, well, you being here so so that's some yeah. small some, some small part of what you're doing today i know that it makes makes a big difference uh, well yeah i mean i think everybody's got like i don't think anybody's uh you know a hundred percent happy or a hundred percent normal or a hundred percent well balanced or whatever it is that we want to make people think like they have to be and I think that, you know, the more that you can figure out how to work, like what works for you, like, yeah. per, like personally, I, I have not ever undergone any sort of, uh, you know, therapy or, mm -hmm. or uh, counseling or whatever. I'm yeah. certain that there have been plenty of times where I needed it. 
Yeah. But for me, writing and uh, I mean, I'm also an actor and stuff. It's like mm -hmm. you take those things that you feel and you channel it into something mm -hmm. and that helps you process it. Definitely. The um, but these these opening scenes for for those who um, are, are watching these opening scenes in the movie, it, it really like that. It's a it really it's like a slow burn. It's 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 got that slow burn type of vibe because yeah, good. I'm glad any, you got that. Anybody who gives up on the movie after like 10 minutes, it, you're going to miss you know a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, please, please don't. If you're listening to this, please don't give up on the movie. Um, so we we try to leave. So the the movie has a big hook at the end. It's got a Definitely. big twist that overwhelmingly no one has told us that they saw it coming. Mm -hmm. um, and we we definitely tried to leave a lot of clues along the way, yeah. <laughs> but nothing so obvious that that it would give it away. Right. Yeah. So it's it's that point where when you get to the end and the ending is revealed as yeah. to what, you know, what Tom and Camille are to the kind of the world at large and, and what that means. And then you kind of look back and go, Oh, well, you know, I saw this and I didn't realize it meant anything at the time. And mm -hmm. Angus said this, but I didn't realize it meant anything at the time. Hopefully the, all those things come together to, you know, to, build that ending and where you're like oh my goodness how did i miss this Correct. like that's the whole point it's a it's the m night Shyamalan type thing right <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like, oh, how did i not see that exactly. coming correct yeah. now um and, and i do want to make mention that you mentioned the names of the characters and i and I'll just leave it at that because I have some questions about that. Okay. But but those questions, no, I love, I'll, I'll gladly. Uh, so the is the question why they why they don't really have names? Yeah, and and it, because because part of me I, I want to be careful not to ask the wrong question. Wrong question oh, being no. a spoiler type question. Um, so, I'll, I'll, okay. So two things: the because of the amnesia aspect of the movie. Uh, we didn't want to give them names because the more you give them uh, names, the more you give them identity, the more you give yeah. them history. Right. Yeah. So you didn't want, we didn't, we didn't want to have, uh, you know, them calling each other uh, by names. And we uh -huh. definitely didn't want to have uh, when, when it came to, to Angus McFadden, yeah. the antagonist, like a, a clear identification of, you know, either doctor or Mr. Or, mm -hmm governor or whatever right we just didn't we wanted it to be yeah. vague because the history everyone's history is vague until it all comes together yeah the other reason that we did that is because my writing partner and i are both fans of walter hill yeah great yeah. director and <laughs> yes. writer and he uh has a movie called the driver which i'm oh the both, ryan o'neill yes and awesome movie Interesting thing about the driver is no one has a name in it. There's the driver, there's the detective. Oh, th that's right. That's right. The, the thief, the woman, no one has a name. And it's, I mean, in, it was in, in part because the less information that you have about people, the, the more likely you are not to, yeah. you know, have a memory of them. And that adds to the amnesia aspect of the film. And then it was a, it was a, it was a nod to Walter Hill on the off chance that Walter, <laughs> 
uh, you know, on the off chance that anybody yeah. would cross paths and, and find out, they go, oh, yeah, they, they, cool. you know, they, they did they did the Walter Hill thing. Yeah. Oh, and then, and then plus, it goes without saying, there's also an element of, um, for those who might be going through a hard time, relating, well, not relating to, you know, in terms of having, you know, a, a, you know, a, a mad doctor torturing them, but no. re relating, relating to a lot of what these two characters are feeling as far as coming to coming to their senses and figuring out, okay, who am I, you know, where, you know, there was a, a there's, there was a re recurring line throughout the movie about her referring to people coming to look for them. Right. And right. that's something that I would imagine many people who, who, who live by themselves, as I alluded to at the start of the show, who, who I would imagine there's many people watching the movie, I would imagine there's, there's a lot of dialogue that a lot of people I would imagine could, could relate to. Well, yeah, I mean, again, it, it goes back to, you know, if you, when you're in the hospital, mm -hmm. uh, it's a frightening scenario. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you'd hope that you'd hope that you'd get visitors if you're mm -hmm. stuck there. You'd hope that uh, your loved ones are uh, out there you know, waiting for you to, to come out, to come out on the other side healthy yeah. and things like that. I mean, it's, I suppose it's particularly apt right now with coronavirus, right? Exactly. I mean, people, yeah. are, people are stuck in the hospital and they can't even, they can't see their loved ones. Yeah. Um, now, we didn't time it that way, obviously. In the movie, it takes the, between the time it takes to write it and shoot it and get it all out and everything. Yeah. The coronavirus was nowhere near our, uh, on our radar. It didn't even exist. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, I, you know, the whole idea that people, someone is looking for you, that somewhere out there in the world, there is a connection for you, yeah. family member, loved one, whatever. I think that's a powerful, uh, you know, it's a powerful idea. Definitely. And that's one of the things that I did like about uh, the movie is there was that, that really strong human element of it. Yeah, thanks. If you... Yeah. Um, you know, take away the Angus McFadden character uh, for a moment. But, um, you know, I mean, in defense of Angus, <laughs> he, he is also, he is also in a way yeah. looking for connection, right? True, I mean, like, true. He is, when you see it all and it all comes together, he is looking for the same thing that Tom and Camille are looking for. And there, there's an element, and you can see that for those who are watching, they're they're outside now. So if you're if you're in a movie theater, your eyes might be, you know, my eyes, my eyes. Uh, yeah. But there, there's a line where he's got a lot. The, the Angus McFadden character, particularly the the scene where they're outside, he has a no shortage of narcissistic uh, tendency in him. He wants them to adore him you know right. wanted to worship him oh how you know oh how how grateful we are you know that you are saving us and you're you know that's his attitude you know he wants yeah. he wants them to pledge the the the, the loyalty and fealty to him for saving yeah. that's his attitude yeah well i mean you know he's not a healthy character necessarily yeah. Yeah. um and that's one of the things that makes him the antagonist as opposed yeah. to the protagonist yeah. right um, but, uh, yeah, there's, uh, yeah, he, you know, there's like, if you look at it as a, as a parental type thing, as a, it's taken away from doctor patient, look yeah. at it as, you know, the parents, uh, some parents are really great at letting their kids exhibit free will. 
And other parents can't for a second imagine that their kids could make their own decisions for themselves and want to do yeah. something opposite of what they have in mind for them. And, uh, you know, it's, it's stuff like that, that, uh, that shapes that character. Definitely. And, and, and I alluded to this at the start of the show, but for those who are watching it, I, I like the way the movie's structured, you know, you've got a definite first act, a definite mm -hmm. second oh, yeah. act. So I really like the way that, that, that is structured. And I had alluded to this earlier. I really like movies that have as few characters as possible. So, so that yeah. is um, something that's just magic to me when oh. it's, as few characters because that i like movies where you can have those characters you can you can you can you can you can learn about them basically and yeah. that sounds weird for a horror movie but there is that human element that that's mm -hmm. in this movie there there's oh, no yeah. way that it couldn't you know if it were if you had different extra characters then that would probably go away but the fact that it they have many characters right now you know the three characters um allows that human element to to um to go through yeah i mean i think the easy explanation is that uh the more characters you have to keep track of the harder it is to write um, exactly so, yeah. uh a uh this again might go to more uh more skilled screenwriters than uh, chuck and i are capable <laughs> of because certainly there's plenty of people that that write uh that write films with tons of characters yeah but uh yeah i mean if you want to get to know your characters, if you want to get to know your leads, the best way to do that is to, you know, not uh, not bog them down with a lot of other people and things that don't matter to the story. Well, you know, oddly enough, though, I, I do like the other side of the pendulum. If it's like a Robert Altman type well, movie Robert Altman, where, yeah, it's, yeah, where it's like 100 people in a scene, sure. I like that. Which is weird since I have social anxiety, you know, it's weird <laughs> someone has social anxiety with, with characters and that. It's either that or or this, but right. I don't like it where it's in between. The ones where it's a ton of characters or very few, those are the ones that I just gravitate towards. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, right. it's funny. I just watched uh, California Split. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. That's... Probably probably on the small side of a Robert Altman <laughs> character piece, right? Like there's yeah. only a... I don't know. I mean, between uh, George Siegel and uh, uh, oh, who's the uh, is that Elliot Gould? Yeah, Elliot Gould. Yeah. yeah, and then you know, I mean, there's there's still plenty of people in it, mm. but he doesn't have he doesn't go like the shortcuts or Nashville. Or yeah, that's way over <laughs> with that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I I love Robert Altman. I'm glad yeah. it's funny you mentioned him. He's he's really a great director. Really definitely, great. Definitely. Um, and, and there, there was another, since I mentioned anxiety, um, there was actually another story too about horror, I might have mentioned this, horror movies can be good for anxiety. There's a science-backed reason why mm -hmm. horror can calm people down. There is a Matthias Klassen, who is a Denmark-based researcher, uh, said he isn't surprised that some people with anxiety find horror movies beneficial so this is a you know science saying it sure. as well yeah um so i think that's um it's kind of a yeah tell me something i don't know kind of thing yeah 
Well, don't I mean I, I'm not a I'm not a huge heavy metal fan, but aren't don't they haven't then they done similar studies? Actually, that, yeah, there there like was one about yeah, there was a, a comparable heavy metal study. Uh, I want to say a, within the last month, I want to say. So yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely, there was. Um, but there's somehow something therapeutic about just like banging your head and <laughs> shouting and all. Yeah, right. Definitely. I mean, I, Definitely. I, it makes sense. It makes personal, like my personal outlet. I like to box, so I yeah. like to hit. Yeah. I like to hit the heavy bag. I always you feel cool. you, you get it, but it's got to be it's got to be in the same sort of vein, right? Yeah. Whether you're uh, whether you're watching a, a gory horror or, or listening to you know swedish death metal or uh <laughs> or whatever yeah. it is right yeah. Yeah. it's all it's all about outlet definitely definitely um so as, as we wrap up like i, I did want to mention like i said that um you know and i did want to acknowledge again that those who feel that horror movies are are bad and that are um you know harmful to you know i, I did want to acknowledge those who feel that way but i don't i don't share that view and alive in particular, I did not see any malice or anything irresponsible in any of the characters at all. So well, I think, you, yeah. you know, I mean, I think any, as long as you're serving, as far as whether or not the, uh, you know, whether the people that are, are opposed to horror movies, mm -hmm. I, I don't know if they're right, wrong, whatever. Yeah. But I think anything you write and produce any, any film that you make any television show whatever as long as the things that happen are serving the story if they're mm -hmm. serving the purpose of the character's journey if they're serving the uh you know um obstacle they, it's creating obstacles that they have to adapt to and overcome if it's strength if it shows either their strength or weakness of character yeah. if there's just as there's a point to it yeah then then it does you know i, I suppose i'm sure there's a line somewhere but just the idea like oh it's it's oh it's gruesome or oh it's graphic that's not re that's not reason enough to uh to, to condemn it you know exactly. if it has a purpose if it serve a, if it serves a purpose for the character and for the story then then you can uh you can justify it exactly and and like i said this is a movie that i said the, the, i don't see any problem points as far as mental health is concerned so right those who might have objections to that, I, you know, you're entitled to those objections, but I don't uh, share that that um, view. Um, now, I did want to mention for those who you know might be going through a hard time. Uh, there's a, a couple of resources uh, available. I know there's uh, Mental Health America. Their website is mhanational.org. There's also uh, NAMI National Alliance on Mental Illness nami.org uh, the um yeah so there is help available and and you are not alone um so this movie though it's on fandango correct currently yeah we're uh so we opened on um well we ran on slipknots uh you know the, the band slipknot. i saw that yeah i, I yeah. saw that yeah. yeah we're on not fest um and then uh, we rolled out wide in theater in select theaters mm -hmm. And then on all the major VOD platforms, as well as all the cable pay-per-views. So Amazon Prime, iTunes, Vudu, which is uh, Wal Walmart's platform, Google Play. That's the, the V-U-D-U spelling. V-U-D-U, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, let's see, Fandango, uh, Google Play, iTunes, Amazon Prime. 
Uh, yeah, I think, and then and then pretty much all of the different, um, you know, Comcast, Spectrum, whatever pay per view uh, outlets, and uh, yeah, and that's and we're out there uh, available. We we're you know, by and large, we've gotten pretty decent reviews and the audiences seem to like it. So fingers crossed we roll into October and people start watching those scary movies and that 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 keeps up. Hopefully everybody continues to enjoy it. Definitely. And and I want to emphasize, I want to just add, a, a, you know, a, a, a rejoinder to, to what you're saying. Not just any more, not just any horror movies, but good horror movies like this one. right because right. um, a lot of crappy horror movies out there so yeah i mean alive yeah. is a good horror movie so Thank for you. those who are growing or alive is one that you, you'll, you'll want to check out um thank so, you um so just say uh, congratulations on the on the film's continued uh success oh i'm much appreciated i really appreciate having you you having me on Okay, um, so I do thank you for, for being here today. Um, thank you, those of you at home or in the car or at work, wherever you might be listening. Um, stay safe and um, talk with you next time. Uh, bye.